The Wayward Dragons. This is episode. I don't even know of our reviews. We, we <laughs> haven't even been numbering our review episodes. Yes, I do uh, actually. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah My bad. Is... I I don't know. <laughs> Shows you how much attention I pay to things. It's it's book review number eleven. It's okay, thank number you. Number eleven. Thank you. See, I, okay. my brain is mush. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, guys. Um, if you're new here, this is our off-week episode where we just kind of talk about things we've watched, listened to, uh, read, and have nonsensical babble. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the entertainment portion of, you know... <laughs> I guess they're both entertaining in different ways, but this is the dumb entertainment portion <laughs> of our uh, podcast. Yes. So if you listen yes. to last week and next week's stuff, um, mm-hmm. last week being Bigfoot and next week is... Um, different type of hand fasting. Yes, because we're going to be talking about stuff for Kelsey's wedding coming up. Yeah. Uh, because my brain is dumb and I can't think this morning. No. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, so welcome. How's it going? How you doing? You doing all right? <laughs> you know, I, I have had better days. Um, yeah. yeah, I had a bad day at my first job yesterday. Um, very thankful that I'm leaving in September. Very thankful that my fiance is giving me the opportunity to leave that toxic environment, which you know all too well about. Um, yep. Yeah. Wedding. Been there, done that. Got yeah. a few t-shirts. You still have t-shirts? No, I said I had gotten, you know, been there, done that, got some. Oh, got the t-shirts. t-shirts. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, why do you still have that uniform? Why did you? Why? No, no, I, I don't even. I would be able to fit in that now. For one, <laughs> uh, since my body decided to broaden out, that's fine. It happens because you know I, I have to wear like three X stuff because otherwise I have like massive midriff showing because, and yeah. it's it's not even like stomach issues. It's the fact that my chest and my shoulders like pull the shirts tight. Yeah. If I don't like lengthwise, hey, look, it fits. But as soon as I put it on, the shoulders and chest yeah. just kind of push it out. So it's just like, nope, that's not gonna work. Have you tried uh, big and tall stuff? Well, that's that's kind of either that or I have to get three X shirts. Okay, because um, Carhartt, the brand Carhartt, their stuff tends to be like automatically longer. Um, because he wears a lot of Carhartt stuff. So, because that's yeah. the problem is when he doesn't wear like a Carhartt like shirt or something, it's he has to go a size bigger because or buy the big and tall. But Carhartt tends to be naturally like for big and tall people. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are, how are you? Um, today I have actually been having a few sensory issues where, like. I don't know if my brain's like picking up on every freaking thing and more so than usual. And so I'm just like, Ooh, what's this? Oh, that's a lot. What's this? That's a lot. I feel that. 
So yeah, no, that's that's how I'm doing today. Uh, <laughs> Daylight saving started. Is... Yeah, Daylight that's a thing. For me, that sucks. What are you gonna say? That's a thing. Uh, yeah. So, did you read anything over the past two weeks? So, I read. I read four. I actually finished my last one last night because I was gonna type up the notes for our Bigfoot episode, but um, I decided to finish my book instead. Um, because I have this weird thing: if I get less than a hundred pages in a physical book that I'm reading, then I'm in it to win it and don't talk to me because I'm gonna finish this bitch. Um, it's a weird thing that I have. I don't, I don't know why, but the moment I get to less than a hundred pages, don't talk to me. I have to finish this. Um, so I read A Curious Beginning by Dana Rayborn. So this is like a, um, historical fiction piece. I normally don't read these in... I had to start and stop this a couple of times because it, it's a slow it's a slow burn of a mystery type series. Um, but basically it's set in Victorian England, 1887, and there's a woman named um, Miss Speedwell. Basically after her guardians die, some weird shit starts to happen to her. Um, she almost gets abducted and people are out to kill her and you find out that she is the bastard daughter of the Prince of England. <laughs> and people are out to kill her to make sure that she doesn't take the throne because technically the marriage, he married her mom and married someone else while he was still married to her mom. So technically the kids that he had with this duchess or whatever are not valid mm-hmm. Um, heirs. She's the heir. <laughs> so it was it was a little weird. Definitely, it, it took a long time to get there. Like I I had to set it down a couple of times because I was just like, this is just taking for fucking ever. Because it was about it's about a fourteen hour audiobook, and like if by like hour three like we're not in this stuff, I'm like, what is the point? What is the point? It. It pisses me off to no end. But it's one in like a series. I don't know if I'm going to read the rest of the series. Not quite sure. And then I read Bonefield by Deborah Boker. So that's... um. I started this series a couple weeks ago. But it takes place in Hawaii. And it's got a lot of Hawaiian folklore in it. That's cool. So you follow a, detect- a detective who's also like the spiritual, um, the spiritual person for her family, and um, what it, there's an island, shit, Nali, N L A N A I. Um, basically, the island's known for folklore of just being a horrible cursed island and just bad things happen and there's a myth around the island of how um one of the gods took all the demons away and made it like a inhabitable place but known throughout the islands this island is known just for bad things happening and these tourists find a body in a old refrigerator 
buried in an old pineapple field. And he, the, the person in the fridge doesn't have a head. They have a um, uh, wooden pineapple instead of a head. So basically, Kali is called out because she's one of the main detectives on. And you find out that there, is, there was a cult at the time of this pineapple field was being um, cultivated. There was a cult next door. And um, just like every cult under the sun, um, a lot of, well, the leader's God, obviously, and it's his way or the highway. Um, a lot of sexual abuse happens and he starts convincing people within the cult that certain people need to go because they're unworthy or they're not the only way for them to be accepted into heaven was to kill them to release them but it gets a little weird it i mean sexual abuse with children so it's not a light read so that was kind of interesting because in the book there's a lot of spiritual things that happen because she's also telling you Parts of the creation myths and stuff and folklore that is part of the Hawaiian culture. Um, so it, it's interesting. I do like reading that one. Um, there's one more in the series that I have to get from the library. Um, so <laughs> the next book I read, I have to laugh at. So I think I already returned it to the library. Yeah, I probably already did. Um, so I read The Big Ship at the Edge of the Universe by Alex White. That is a long title. It is. It is. That's like a, that's like a 1600s title where, you know, they, they just try to figure out how many words they can fit into the title. Exactly. The Unexpected Journey of the Man Who Was From Mantucket That Went on a <laughs> Ship. And, why? Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. There's no there's no point in having this many words in a title. No. But it's book one in a three part series called The Scavengers. It's L it it's LGBT. Gay. gay. Huh? As a gay there, There's there's a there's a les there's lesbian love. Um Nice. There's it's all into window, but it there are we need more of that, honestly. Like, we need more queer love and, like, stuff like that. We need more, you know. Yeah. And it, it was very ace subtle. People and we need more ace people in novels. We need more. Uh, yeah. And people, you know, more demi people. I've actually only read a single book or seen in a single book uh, a demi person, which was cool if the author put that in but it's like you never have that Mm-mm. no so basically it's like 28 plus you know like we're in 2023 we're 800 years into the future and everyone is born with magic everyone and you have it is very rare for someone to be born without magic. And it follows... The novel follows two people. Boots, who's a non-magical um, 
treasure map maker person in Nala. Nala is a um, race car driver. And basically during one of the races, um, the villain in the story kind of stops time and kills the person that she's like up against. Like she's going from like second to first place. So that first place driver type thing. Um, But because the villain kind of stops time, it makes it look like Nala killed the driver. So she kind of weirdly like transports herself to the planet that Boots is on. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to find this chick and she's going to help me clear my name. But the problem is, is the only way to clear their name is they have to hunt for this lost treasure ship. Like, spaceship. (laughs) And, like, Nala's like, like um, a machinist. Like, that's her power. She can go into machines and manipulate them. And she can manipulate... She's got, like, these weird, like, um... It reminds me of, like, a jellyfish type thing where she becomes, like, or maybe, like, a maybe like a peacock or something. But she's got tattoos that, like, flare with her emotions and stuff. So she uses huh. that in everything. She can change the different colors depending on her mood or, like, um, she can make them vibrate to where it looks like she's not there. You can't see what she's doing. Um, but Nala is the by character in the book but she falls in love with the quartermaster on the ship that takes him hostage so and the quartermaster's this like amazon type woman who's also not is it like stockholm syndrome though no no i don't think so because they fall in love after like the whole ordeal's done like, and there, there's hints of, like, she wants to get to know her, like, conflicting things of, like, okay. I hate her because she's kidnapped me, but, like, I want to know more about her type stuff that kind of conflicts. So, because gotcha. they have to, they have to kill the prime minister, because, like, the prime minister of the main planet's all on this, and basically you find out that these people um, orchestrated the destruction of Boots's planet. And it was awesome. It was awesome to listen to because of the the machine robot voices. Because, you know, like, when you read an audiobook, like, all the voices are different and stuff. So the robots and stuff in the book, it's funny because they have, like, the robot voice. But it was it was nice to read. The big ship at the end of the universe. It's it's got LGBT characters, well, a lesbian couple, but yeah, it was nice. It was nice to read. <laughs> and then the last one that I finished right before I went to bed last night, because this is the we talked about this book series in the last one, The Curse of the Land by Faith Hunter. So this is book two of the Soul. Wood series. We talked about the first one last time. Birds in Tennessee and weird Amish stuff. Um, 
but basically at the end of the first one now is about to go to spook school so that's the school that they send all these paranormal fbi agents to and when she comes back huh that's what they call it school it's spook school but basically when she comes back her boss rick is like hey some weird shit has been happening the last week or two while you've been gone um they've had they got a call about geese swimming in a pond and this they were swimming in a pond um clockwise and the pond was reading radioactive but when they get out there they have this thing called a psych meter and in the book each magical person reads certain levels in these four categories so like where creatures read like high in these two categories but like witches read high in this category and if you're human you're like baseline right so when they get to the pond with all these geese the psych meter goes off of a um witch circle type working so Nell goes she does her little ground thing and she finds this weird um like infinity loop creature kind of doing these circles over this ball of energy and the ball of energy is called an old one and basically in the book there's all these old ones all across the world and one just happens to be in knoxville tennessee and so she kind of doesn't understand what's going on um the second site the second site has deer that like won't stop like walking in circles and they keep getting hit by cars and stuff and when they die they like make give off like this weird black like ooze um and then they discover the ley lines in knoxville tennessee are gone huh yeah ley lines in knoxville tennessee are gone and you find out that because in the story knoxville is home to the secret city for the government um where a lot of i thought that was under the denver airport it probably is but in this novel it's knoxville tennessee do you know do you know the whole conspiracy oh yeah we're like there's shit those are people oh yeah i mean it's totally believable i mean guys if you don't know what we're talking about look up lizard people in the denver airport you will yeah either rethink reality and think lizard people are running the Denver airport or you will be laughing your ass off <laughs> it's one or the other it's it's very convincing information like I'll, i will give everybody that like convincing not 100 percent convinced but i will give you a plausible and so because the secret cities in knoxville tennessee basically the grids are so overlapped because of the government agencies so there's no real like um like if the power goes down they won't be out because of how crossed the electrical grids are so because of that there's a couple energy companies and you find out that some of the energy companies are trying to use magic as to make like an an infant an infinite power source and it reaches back into world war ii with all the paranormal stuff that hitler did Mm. and you find out that the covenant of witches that he had he tried to get them to do two workings 
one was called Inferno and one was something else I can't pronounce. And basically with the two workings, if you did them together, it made like a, like a magical bomb and it would destroy everything. But if it went wrong, this weird black slime would grow over everything in the meantime. And that's what's happening in Knoxville, Tennessee in the book is this weird, like slime mold starts growing all over the people affected in the areas, like all over the ground, the trees, like everything. And you find out that one of the energy companies tried to recreate what happened in World War II, but the witches that he got were like, Haha, no, this is not a good idea. Um, and in turn, when they sabotaged it, they messed with the old one that is in the um, Knoxville, Tennessee. And they made it so that the working when it completed its cycle, would wake the old one. And that's not good. <laughs> it's not good. So yeah, that's that's the what I've read. It was like a... Um, that last one, that was, that was interesting with the whole World War II tie and how far back that went. There's another undercurrent, like, storyline that happens because of the, um, the leader of their group, Rick, He's a were-leopard, but the problem is, is that he is stuck in his human form. He has a binding magical tattoo on his shoulder that prevents him from um, changing into his were-form during the full moon. So this case takes place during the full moon. So like a good portion of her team's not available because <laughs> of their were-creatures. Um, but I mean, I get why that would be a good thing to do so you don't lose control but at the same time he struggles that's kind of your point like yeah well i i, I can see how that would be interesting scoop for a uh, narrative wise yeah well it's, it's the undercurrent because there's other things that there's things that rick did to get the magical binding that was a punishment of his um but his wear partner Paka, she, you find out that she is sent there for some horrible vengeance for what Rick did years before. And during the full moon, she bites him enough that she forces Rick to change. Um, but Rick's stuck as a leopard because of his tattoo. Like, okay. So, so it, it it stops him from doing one or the other. Either going back to human or going from human to wear. Well, I was going to say, so if his tattoo got damaged, would that... Is that a plot thing in the book? Okay. That's the end of the book. Is Nell figures out that she can actually, like, enter people and, like, read you, like, what's wrong. And she enters Rick... As in his leopard form, because that's how he is at the end of the book. And she's able to cut the magical binding in the tattoo. Um, okay. And that's kind of where it's left off, is she thinks she's kind of fixed it. You're not quite sure, but like... Okay. Yeah. You're not positive about what happens. You gotta obviously read the next book. 
to figure out what happens. So what'd you read? We'll do movies. All the things. Like everything. I read every book ever. (laughs) Uh, So for this, I have four books because I was slacking. Fucking slacker. You're ahead of me. Well, actually, I got into a new podcast and I've almost listened to like all of it. Nearly 200 episodes. Like, there's that. Nice. Yeah, so there's that. Nice. Okay. That's a nice binge. That's good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good binge. Yeah. I'm not applauding you for your binge, but that that is a good, that's a good amount of binging. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Well, it's, it's a, it's only like, the episodes are only like 22 minutes each. Oh, okay. That, okay. So listening to it at work, it, and I, I listen to it at, you know. One and a half to one point seven five times speed, so it goes a lot faster. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. So the book series that I read is the Fall of Radiance slash Art of Radiance series, because for some reason on Goodreads it has it under two different series. Yeah, I even saw though that. there's not another series, there's only four books. So the whole series basically it's your typical, it's your typical fantasy love story type thing. Yeah. Uh, but one character is trying to be a mage and her goal in life is to be the greatest mage ever. Which, I mean, okay. she's a pretty kick-ass mage and is really freaking smart. She's smarter than like any of the other mages and you know gets advanced through levels super fast. And the other guy is in a, or the guy that's in it is an apprentice ranger. Mm-hmm. So he's used to being out in nature and all of that, and they live in a kingdom that is surrounded by what they call the Ark, which is basically they live under this giant bowl that keeps okay. demons out because the rest of the world was destroyed by demons. Okay. And uh, demons are starting to slowly get in. Uh-oh, that's not good. And so they've got to, you know, convince other people that this is happening. There's a civil war that's going on within the kingdom uh, because the king and his incompetence okay. can't really say much more than that without ruining any of uh, the story. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, of course, there's certain things that are a bit predictable. If you're like me and you can recognize patterns really easily, but that's as with everything, uh, it is by Blake Arthur Peel. Like I said, there's four books. Okay. So that's that. I think on average they all have around a four four star uh, review on Goodreads. So. Most people tend to like it, I guess. I enjoyed them. Uh, Have you watched anything or listened to any new podcasts? Um, So we just finished the Jared documentary that's on Discovery Plus. Um, So it's three episodes about the mom that helped bust Jared from Subway in a child pornography ring so that was weird scary creepy yeah Um, yeah not for the faint of heart 
It's crazy that it takes place in Indiana. That's that was I did not know that. Um, so that was new for me that I did not know that would take place in Indiana. But yeah, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been listening to new podcasts. Or I haven't even listened to the podcasts I normally listen to, um, because I save those when I drive to my dad's when I go visit my dad. So that's what I save podcasts for. I was like, I'm in the middle of a help. I'm in the middle of um, the Clockwork Dynasty. That's the book I'm working on. Hmm. Like Terminator, but if Terminator was set in the 1600s, so it's like steampunkish, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the podcast that I have been obsessing over. And I've almost listened to 200 episodes of is the Magnus Archives, which I guess ended uh, last year, year before last, something like that. But it is a, it's interesting. So everything's done through like a tape recorder or the recordings, but it's all, yeah, because that's, it's like the people just using a tape recorder. All right. But the storyline behind it is they are a organization that is uh, set up by the English, uh, let's say by the English government. They're set up in conjunction with the English government uh, to investigate and to record weird things that happen. So people come in and like give statements on weird things that they've experienced and they record them. And as the, as the story goes on, let's just say it's, it's very much like X-Files in some way, or, uh, okay. uh, the librarians, if you ever, I fucking love that show. Yeah, so like that show in those movies, or Warehouse 13, very much that kind of thing. Yeah. If you're familiar with any of that. I fucking uh, love the librarians. That's a good show. But it, there is some, like, I would describe it as a dark fantasy series. I'm sure others would probably describe it as horror. Because I've found out recently that there's a lot of things that kind of cross the two boundaries. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was like, they describe themselves as a horror horror fiction podcast. Yeah, I would say dark fantasy, but I've I have determined recently that horror fans will literally say everything is horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so horror. guys, you can you can be fans of other stuff, it's okay. It is, it's really okay. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh and then I got hooked on the show Evil, which is a fun weird show about this lady who uh she is a consultant for the da's office for psychological profiling and then ends up getting hired by the catholic church because they want to determine whether people are either possessed or if it's just a psychotic break and so she helps them investigate all sorts of fun things like possible possessions and miracles and stuff like that. And there's some really interesting designs from some of the 
demonic entities they show in that. I was wondering how good that show was. It's it's really enjoyable. I highly recommend it. But yeah, yeah that's what I've been uh, that's what I've been watching and listening to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we got a good variety this week. Yeah. Variety. All the things. All of the things. Hopefully, I'll have more books, you know, next time, and not just four. <laughs> it's okay. You, you're almost done with your Goodreads goal for the year, and it's only March. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to like up it again because I'm I'm at fifty seven percent complete. Yeah, with thirty books for the year right now, so I'm gonna have yeah. to up that. I'm thinking about upping it to like sixty nine. <laughs> And I know one of our listeners out there heard that and it's just like, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah. I think that's all we've got for this episode. Yeah. yeah. I hope everyone has a wonderful spring equinox. So this episode will come out um, after the spring equinox and those who separate celebrate ramadan i hope that you guys have a wonderful time with ramadan because ramadan starts yeah. not long after that mm-hmm. yep yeah, yeah, so yeah. until next time i'm johnny and i'm kelsey bye, bye.